Jennifer Aiden is making the rounds. Um, she's been making the podcast rounds, but not without controversy. After her awesome two-part interview with the girls on All About TRH, Jennifer next stopped by Martinis with Eddie. However, immediately afterwards, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer received notice from Bravo to request the creators to take her interview down from their podcast. All About TRH refused and decided to keep theirs up, and Eddie did remove it, but then reinstated it because he said that Jennifer went to bat for him, so he was able to put the episode back on. And, um, you know, for those that follow a YouTube content creator called, uh, I think his handle is The Real Andy of Beverly Hills, he said he got demonetized. He woke up one day and he got demonetized. He thinks is um, the Eminem camp. Uh, the girls at All About TRH refused because they felt Bravo was trying to silence Jennifer and just allowing the Gorgas to present whatever narrative they wanted to. Jennifer did talk about BravoCon, which seems to be something Bravo is trying to pretend never happened, as well as the fact that it was so evident that the left couch came with a plan in the hopes of getting Teresa fired via Louie. The thirst was unbelievable, and only those who have been violated and harmed by others would be able to see something nefarious like that. It's like the 2016 M. Night Shyamalan movie Split. Um, if you guys are hearing that rumbling in the background, it's because there are thunderstorms going on. I love it when it rains like this. I love thunderstorms. I love lightning. I mean, I don't like to be in that kind of weather outside, but I'm inside. And when I'm inside, I love it when it storms like that because it's just rain has this really calming effect. So anyway, just an FYI, that, that thundering rumbling song is because there's a thunderstorm going on. Anyway, so like I was saying, um, you know, like that whole left side of the couch, it reminded me of that movie, that 2016 M. Night Shyamalan movie, Split. Uh, it was about split personalities and the villain left the girl who was the sole survivor of the abduction alone because he could tell that she was damaged. She had childhood trauma by being molested by her uncle who had killed her father so that he could get custody of her and he like uh, sexually abused her. I say all of that because if you've never experienced such a violation, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, a portrayal of trust by a friend, a family, or even a wrong done to you by a complete stranger, doesn't matter if you know that person or don't know that person, your mind doesn't think so dark that you would cause harm to others. But I do believe that M&M have unresolved traumas that affect them, and I think that is why they are so nefarious and so villainous. Margaret has basically said so herself plenty of times that she had a traumatizing childhood because her mother was neglectful, her mother liked to party, you know, she would get drunk and she would basically have to be the adult. Melissa seems to be no different. Her sisters were way older than her and she grew up in a lower income household. Like she did not grow up comfortable. She didn't even grow up middle class from what people who have known her since childhood have said was that she grew, she had a very modest upbringing. Unfortunately, socioeconomic status does have a large impact on your life, whether negative or positive. Um, you know, one of her friends who was like her bridesmaid at her wedding, Jan, 
she said that you know that was all like Melissa wanted that they had drove by like a really nice neighborhood and she said that was what she wanted that was her goal in life and she met Joe Gorga and saw that he lived in this nice Franklin Lake house and she moved with she moved in with him like after just a month of being together and she had gave him some bullshit excuse that she was like I don't know getting kicked out by her roommate or having problems with her roommate and that's why she needed to leave and Joe Gorga was really into her so he invited her to stay with him and she basically moved in after just knowing him for a month so for all those people coming after Teresa and Louie saying that their relationship moved too fast like this girl literally moved into Joe Gorga's house got engaged within seven months and married him within a year so I don't want to hear it anyway um I am glad that Jennifer Aiden has done the two podcasts I think it's shitty for Bravo to silence Jennifer by trying to control the narrative that Bravo wants. Apparently, the gag order is still in effect. Um, Frank Catania, he recently did his interview, though. So I don't really think that Frank cares because I think at this point, Frank already knows that he's not coming back for season 14. He has no reason to. You know, Dolores has her man, Paulie. This is a housewife show he he really has no place in it because before he had a place in it because Dr. David didn't really want to film he was in like hardly any scenes so Frank had a place but now there really is no place for Frank because of Paulie so I I think at this point he didn't really care and you know he just did the interview but the rest of the cast the ones that are still you know interested in coming back they have this gag order in place where they're not supposed to talk about the show even though new contracts have not gone out yet but I'm sure Bravo are saying to them hey look if you guys are wanting to come back or expecting to come back this gag order is still in place Bravo issued their version of a gag order to the cast of Real Housewife in New Jersey. The fact is only a judge can issue such an order. But if you want to continue working for Bravo in any capacity, then you follow their rules. The gag order was effective until after the season 13 reunion air. The first one hitting the podcast airways after the restrictions was lifted was Miss Jennifer Aiden. Hear what she has to say about the Real Housewife of New Jersey cast, BravoCon, Andy Cohen, Season 13, and The Reunion. The girls at All About TRH did a recent interview with Jennifer, which they released as two separate episodes. Jennifer Eden is definitely my favorite housewife on New Jersey, even though it's the Teresa show. I feel like Jennifer is her ethel. What I love about Jennifer is her authenticity authenticity this is probably one of the best interviews kudos to the girls for not taking it down um apparently jennifer had asked them to take it down because the gag order was still in effect but the girls decided not to take it down because they felt like they were trying to they felt like bravo or production or both was um trying to silence jennifer by not having her narrative be presented because melissa gorga talks whatever shit she wants on her podcast and so she uh so the girls roxanne and chantelle they felt like you know they're going to leave 
the episode up because this is a chance to give Jennifer a voice. Um, so, you know, I, I hope Jennifer doesn't get in trouble for it, but kudos to them for keeping the episode on. I love the way she talks and I love that she's so witty too. She's someone that I find very relatable. I also like that she's not Italian. I'm getting kind of sick of like the whole Italian thing. And I know that like, you know, they also have Jewish people on the show, but like, I, you know, a lot, a lot of like the Jewish, Greek, Italians, they're, they're all kind of like very culturally similar so I'm glad that Jennifer is there with her Turkish culture and I'm also really glad that um, this season we got to see a lot more of Jennifer's culture especially um, when she threw that bridal shower for Teresa which I love I really I really don't felt like I don't know like supposedly it was supposed to be Jennifer and Teresa's daughters who uh, through the shower for her but I really felt like the daughters didn't really do much of anything except for show up <laughs> um, anyway she has someone uh, she's someone with a really strong personality so I think that's why I really love her in a very like in a very much produced show despite being unscripted she still tries to maintain as much of the authentication as possible which is probably very hard to do when there's so much editing going on. I do wish that Teresa would have let Jennifer go to bat for her because Teresa is not very articulate. So it comes across as her being flustered or possibly even lying. But it's the case of anyone who isn't a great orator. I mean, unfortunately, not everyone can be Barack Obama when speaking. But Jennifer does address why, you know, she didn't really speak up or go to bat for Teresa at the reunion. Why it seemed like Teresa was kind of just like taking all the hits and having to defend herself. Whereas Jennifer in the past would have spoken up for her. Um, so Jennifer does address that. And she also addresses the fact that like, you know, maybe she's not really Andy Cohen's favorite and that Andy really, you know, that not that he doesn't necessarily dislike her, but that, you know, he clearly has favorites. She talks about what happened with BravoCon. Um, I believe her version of what happened. And, you know, it's, it's just a lot of good stuff. Um, it's some great tea that she spills. And... Then she also went over to Martinis with Eddie, which we're going to get into that. <laughs> 